podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for turning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker, uh, Samantha Saunders, that's going to revive our thoughts and thinking of bouncing back from toxic relationships. Um, Two episodes ago, we spoke on narcissistic relationships, so be sure to check that out. Um, But today we're actually going to dive into rediscovering ourselves. Um, Before we get into today's topic, I just want to give you a little detail in regards to Samantha. Uh, Samantha is a licensed professional counselor uh, for mental health expert that teaches women of color to break free from toxic relationships, to heal, rediscover who they are, and live a life that they desire. Uh, Samantha has over 10 years of experience working with individuals and healing their traumatic experiences through individual session groups and products. She specializes in the area of trauma, codependency, toxic relationship, and recovery. Samantha uh, uses her years of study and personal experience to help women uh, in today's society. So thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on Uncommon Women today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and hopefully answer questions that you guys have you know, that you need responses to. (laughs) Any viewers, if you guys have any questions, uh, be feel, feel free to uh, jot it down in the comments and we'll be able to uh, get those answered today. Um, Before we get into today's topic, uh, Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how was your life growing up? Yes. So my life growing up was um, it was pretty, it was pretty good. You know, I grew up with my, both my parents in the household and, but there were some times where, um, that they, you know, would have arguments or things like that. But I overall had a good relationship with my parents and just seeing that. But I think I got so stuck on, especially with Disney and all those things growing up, we get so stuck on the story of your forever after. Right. Not really (laughs) knowing what it requires to even have it, that I think it just kind of stuck with me. It was like, okay, this is how it's supposed to go, right? I think a lot of times when we're having these, you know, you know, what we think is healthy relationships growing up, we just think that, Okay, um, I know I want to get married and I know I want to, you know, have kids, just things that you see in Disney, but not knowing the work that requires of it. So uh, when just growing up, I was kind of focused on that. And my parents got married at 21. So when it was like 22, 23, I thought it was like, oh, I'm late, you know, I'm late on this. And I think a lot of them think that that pressure yes. is 20, <laughs> yeah. young and having that. And so 
But the thing that I miss, you know, just didn't realize at the time was that I was so focused on the story of what it should be that I didn't realize on, okay, there's actually work in between. And so I think it was just like, I just was focused, okay, marriage, marriage, marriage. And so when I got my first apartment, you know, I think it was one month out, I met my now ex-husband, okay. <laughs> um, now ex-husband and I would see kind of red flags with things, but then I was like, oh, well, it's, you know, just kind of blow it. I was usually doing when we were dating, right? We just kind of blow it off. Like, oh no, yeah. it's, okay. right. you yeah. know, it's just that one time and, you know, but, but he's, you know, wants to be committed. And, and so, but not seeing what was going on in all the signs beforehand. And so um, we ended up having our child and then we got married like eight months later. We just like, okay, we want to get married and things like that. And because all that pressure is, as well, like once you have a baby, wanting to get married yeah. well. So it's yeah. like my own pressure and family's pressure. And I did not realize what I was getting into. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time. And it ended up just being, we don't realize of the signs in between time of, say, they're just nothing's ever good enough or when you're telling something about yourself not being able to just lacking empathy just kind of signs of narcissism within it comes to your relationships and then just experience a person who was just narcissist so it just was all about them it really it literally felt like it was his world and we were just in it we just happened to be Coming in around. it yeah we we're just it was just all around him um and how he was feeling and how and so i found myself just being but the thing is, we don't realize is that narcissist people look for people who are codependent, that people pleasing. Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I want you know to make you happy. I want to do these things, and that's where we're kind of taught. Like, okay, that struggle of right, like that we're kind of taught of just okay, as long as you know, um, as long as they're there with you. Oh, you have a man, right? You have somebody. You just kind of go through ups and downs. But then it's like, okay, when is you know when is enough enough? Yeah. And so. I just had to realize that it took a while to be at that point, right? Because I mean, mm -hmm. within five months of our marriage, I mean, affairs, it was, just, it was a mess. <laughs> it was affairs. It was, and I'm laughing about it now, but it was just so horrific, wow. right? Of just of constant affairs. And then you're thinking things are okay. But then with a narcissist, it's not about you at all. It's just, okay, your feet, they're kind of, you're their supply at first of just, Feeding their ego, admiring their reputation is a certain way. But if their reputation is not what you think they are, it's narcissistic injury. And then they just kind of attack you at your knees. Like they just attack you emotionally abusive of just, you can't do this. You're not doing this. Just nothing is just ever enough. And so it just was, I didn't realize on how it, exhausting it was it was just like a full job trying to be codependent yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. to fix his problems while I'm like I realized I was just fixing his problems all the time and um but I was so doing it because okay um we're married love this is what it's supposed to be and so it just wasn't to the point where I just got tired I just got sick and tired of it it just was the same pattern over and over that was happening. And I found myself, and the, cause I know I'm a licensed professional counselor now, but at one point I was like, I can't do this. I couldn't mm -hmm. separate my issue with other people's issues. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like, how do people do this? Uh, it took a while, a long time to get to this place. And mm -hmm. 
now when I decided to leave, I had to do it like unexpectedly, right? Mm -hmm. I had to just, because it was, mm -mm, I can't go to another fair. Just like, I just was living life. I wasn't living life at all. It was all according to him. I was stopping everything I was doing just yeah. to make something work that just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And to, to this day, just kind of narcissistic mindsets, like, oh, I tricked him into divorce. It's all these kind of things that oh you have to kind of deal with um, on a consistent basis. But I had to, but the thing is when I got out of the relationship, I, I mean, when I would try to think I was dating, I mean, I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. I just didn't know mm -hmm. about myself anymore because I was mm -hmm. so focused on him. And so when I just couldn't even, when someone's like, well, do you like dancing or stuff? And I'm like, huh. <laughs> wow. I don't you lost know. yourself. Wow. Yeah. You lost yourself. It was yeah. like your identity was more in him than yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what codependency really is, especially mm -hmm. when we grow up, when we're kind of, a lot of people are taught to like, okay, just please my parents. I have to do this college and do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that focus, like really think about, okay, what is it that I want to do? If nobody was looking, who am I? Right. Yeah. I couldn't answer that. I had to really rediscover who that was, mm -hmm. and try new things. And so it's at a place now where I feel so good with being single that and if I'm going into a relationship, they're adding to me, right? right. A place mm -hmm. of yeah. needing anything from anyone. Because um, we do need connection, but we want that healthy connection. And we're yeah. able to do that when we have our needs in place first to be able to know exactly what we want. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so yeah. let's speak on that. What yeah. is the steps of actually finding yourself again? Like, what do you let your um, what do you? I don't your clients. I don't know. Right. You, <laughs> yeah, clients. <laughs> <laughs> clients angry. Mm -hmm. um, but like, what steps do do they typically have to take in regards to finding themselves again? I think first is the boundaries piece. A boundaries piece is key because it's a lot of, we tend to say yes to things we really don't want to do, mm -hmm. right? And I like to give the analogy of like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I, I like that. Right, <laughs> I just think, of, you know, I do the Chick-fil-A and kind of Taco Bell comment of, okay, someone's <laughs> like, you want to get Chick-fil-A? It's like, hell yeah, I want to get Chick-fil-A. Right? It's like immediate, just hell yes, right? But then if someone's like, you know, um, Taco Bell or KFC, it's like, eh, I mean, maybe, and then it's a no, right? But I'd use it as food analogy, so you know, just kind of like how differentiated it is. If it's like a, uh, or maybe, then it's a no, to not put yourself in positions where you really don't want to do something. And a lot of it is just listening to yourself, but also knowing, okay, what are you okay with and what are you not okay with? And really be able to speak those limits because a lot of times we think that it's common sense, right? We think it's common sense that people should know not to do so and so. But mm -hmm. no, you have to say something. You have to speak mm -hmm. up about it, about what's okay with you, what's not okay. It's like, for example, it's okay for us to disagree, but it's not okay for you to push your point of view of mine. You push your point yeah. of view on me. Right. You know? So just really being able to have those differences. Also spending quality time with yourself again, right? Discovering what your early passions are. Mm -hmm. Discovering of, okay, what are some things that I like to do before all this relationships happened or kids happened? What did I like to do beforehand? And seeing if you still like those things. Was yeah. it something? Was it, you know, it could be just reading, just taking the time to read that didn't have an agenda with it, you know? Um, also, 
it's also celebrating your accomplishments. And then mm, not that's just, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the big accomplishments like graduating or things like that, but just mm. the fact that, okay, today you've, you know, you wanted to try something new and you did it, you know, yeah. kind of small accomplishments or, oh, today I got this one big thing done, you know, or was one even small thing done. The fact that I, even when some people are feeling down or depressed, the fact that you got up <laughs> and you just kind of it, right. yeah. needs to be celebrated. And so, and it's also kind of choosing yourself, even if that means leaving others behind because mm. you put your boundaries up naturally because it's going to create those healthy relationships around you. There's going to be people who are not going to be there anymore because they're used to you not having any boundaries. They're used to you just, you know, you saying yes to whatever they asked you for. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, best believe there's going to be a fight. Yeah. <laughs> there will be, you know, and especially if you're dealing with a narcissist person. Mm-hmm. Oh, you already know it's going to be. I like to think of it as a my um, four year old having a tantrum, you know, mm-hmm. when someone's not getting their way, but it's an, as an adult. So think of it as an adult. So an adult tantrum is yelling screaming, you know, um, calling names, just, they just have the words now versus a three-year-old just right, right, and just whine. So it's just a little different, but I try to make it that way. So it's like, okay, nothing personal towards me. They're having a tantrum. So let them be able to have their own tantrum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk about, uh, I mean, can you have a toxic relationship with yourself? I believe that you can. I think when we tend to, if people are kind of, a lot of people are saying the same things about you, like in just kind of that negative and this kind of thing of what you're thinking about. Yeah. So just, is it constantly this inner criticism or just, you know, negative self-talk when kind of people have the kind of the pessimistic attitude towards things. Mm-hmm. And I think some people call it like the realness, like I'm being, I'm just being real, you know, being this real. This is who I am. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Those things, but it's not who you are. It's what you learned, right? It's yep. what you learned. And so with that, I think it's just being able to just recognize that, okay, what is going on within me and what kind of world do you want to really live in? Do you want a, a world where it's just kind of constantly pessimistic, where things are constantly, you feel like things are constantly happening to you because we got to realize that I think we think that anxiety or worry helps us when it literally does nothing for you. It just adds mm-hmm. stress on top of stress. Right. <laughs> so definitely you can. <laughs> Okay. Now, can you actually find yourself in the midst of toxicity? It's, it can be very challenging to do so. I think you, to a certain point you can like, but it's very, it's like one of those things of like, so you're constantly doing your, okay, I'm at peace today, but then someone's like poking you again, or someone's like doing something to you again. It's very challenging too. So a lot of times people have like, whether it's a physical boundary of, okay, I'm going to go to so-and-so's house where you need to leave, or it's a emotional boundary, just kind of taking that space away from that person if you're not able to leave. Because a lot of it is going to be like being able to soothe yourself through those, you know, times when you're in the midst of chaos, right? Mm -hmm. And trying to exactly just find yourself 
within it. So it is possible, but it's going to take a lot of you being aware of kind of what's going to help you relax. What's going to because a lot of people who, especially when have parents who are narcissists or in you know toxic parents, it's going to be a lot of boundary setting, which is going to be hard because they're going to make you feel bad for it and guilty for it because they're used to you know people trying to please them. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's going to be a lot of boundary setting. It's going to be a lot of you being able to have those healthy support systems. So it's not just your family, but having that healthy group or support system to be able to kind of help you with it or talking with a therapist or a somebody that you trust um, when it comes to that, that's going to uplift you and not tear you down like the people that are around you. Mm, that's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, can we go piggyback on the co-independency? Um, <laughs> I really want to know like, because I know people think just co-independency is where, oh, well, they just get attached to people. Can you go on a deeper level on that in relationships? Yeah, like what causes it? Yeah. Know, things like that. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times it's caused within childhood when we have to constantly, you know, please our parents to for them to not be disappointed in us or if they want things a certain way and say if you're different in some way, like you're in common in some way and they don't like it, yeah. it's going to be, you know, this is it's even though they're not probably saying it directly, but like, no, this is wrong and this is how you should do things. It's gonna be okay, well, I know growing up is Okay, if I did things this way, then mom and dad, you know, mom or dad won't be mad at me. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And having that. So it's so even when people are dismissing your feelings, so say if you're, you know, I'm feeling sad or, you know, we have those, what did we used to say? Um, you better stop crying or give something to cry about. Right. Mm -hmm. wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Or when we don't even realize it, those comments, it's going to be like, okay, well, I shouldn't cry. Like, this is when people just start emotionally numbing. Like, oh, no, when emotions come, when people are uncomfortable with it, they're going to say, oh, you're too sensitive or you're too emotional. It's really people just being uncomfortable with your own emotions. Mm -hmm. But it's also, again, it's dismissing exactly how you feel, difficulty in communicating how you feel or expressing yourself to others because you're so worried about... Mm -hmm know um so worried about how they feel or you find yourself apologizing about things that you really didn't need to apologize for like if you're speaking your mind you know what's, what's making you apologize about it so really just kind of being aware when and i'd like to think of just kind of relationships as <clears throat> i saw this example before not example but i remember hearing this example of difference between the three types of love like dependent codependent and interdependent mm -hmm. so with dependent i just imagine a certain example of it's a lovely couple that's coming and they want to stick with the sunset together so they drive and it's like a cliff and there's this beautiful sunset and mm -hmm. so with dependent love dependent codependent are two lowest forms of love so with dependent love it's Okay, the guy is looking at the sunset. The woman is just watching him. Like, I'd just rather watch you than to look at the sunset. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's dependent love. Okay. So if the same scenario happens, codependent love is you guys are both looking at each other. So, oh, I don't want to look at the sunset. I just want to look at you constantly. It's just constantly just, kind of, oh, I just want to look at you. I don't want to even look at the sunset. Right. And that's when we kind of think what we want. But then it just kind of gets a lot. It gets kind of suffocating after a while because you're not your own person anymore. Yeah. What we're trying to do is get inter interdependent love okay. where 
you're at the same same scenario. You're you know looking at the sun, but you're both looking at the sunset. You're trusting that the other person's there, right? You're in the present moment, and you're both looking and enjoying the sunset together, right? Mm-hmm. You're still your own two different people, but growing together, adding to each other, and enjoying this present moment. Yes, we're trying to get to when it comes to comes to love. <laughs> I like that analogy. Cause I'll be yeah. like, oh, he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought, oh, you the sunset, the sunset. You right, right. You're right. <laughs> I'm the I'm the other way. I remember. I'm like, who set you? <laughs> who set you? Hmm. <laughs> really, just kind of like guarded a bit. You know, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think with uh, being in a toxic relationship, you have to be alone. You have to guard your heart. Right. Um, you have to guard your heart. And I think that's important, especially you have to put some kind of standards and boundaries after a while, especially when you start walking into, you know, loving your, like, you know, loving yourself again. Right. And trying to find your identity. And that's important because like you said, uh, you know, you, you lose yourself, you don't, yeah. everything mm-hmm. you do, you know, you're thinking, Hey, this is who I am. And really is not, you're actually, that person, the narcissistic person uh-huh. that you were with, you you like you end up liking everything they do, and you're just like, yeah. well, I really don't like that, you mm-hmm. know. And believe me, I experienced that, and I went through that myself. So, <laughs> so ladies, uh, just guard your heart. That's all I can say. Guard your right. heart. Right. When I think it's yes, guarding your heart, but you don't want to kind of go into places of thinking that everyone's trying to hurt you too. Because I think yeah, that's that, right. that, yeah, that either. I should have said that. Thank you for right. correcting me on that. <laughs> because a lot of times we put walls up, right? Yeah. Right. Walls mm-hmm. are protecting us. But no, walls block everybody out. Like no one can yep. get in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? What you want to do is have a gate. Letting the good yeah. in, keeping the bad out. Because mm-hmm. there's really like people out there, right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to be able to let those good people in. So not where you have like a whole gate, fence, barbed wire around your house. <laughs> Right, but like just a window or a door where people can like go in, like if I'm good, you know, and then okay, and, and give people time, like give people it take healthy relationships do take time, right? And just kind of giving people that access to you, like not everyone deserves access to you, yep. so you just got to really kind of feel out, okay, if I'm telling you something, are you how are you responding? Are you someone that you know, if I'm telling you something that's important to me, are you able to have empathy for what I'm experiencing? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling it with me? You know, if that person is, and okay, they they get more trust, a little more trust from you, a little more access. But if someone mm-hmm. is just saying something and they have no empathy or they just talk about themselves or it's just nothing about you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Then you know, okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's, I can't talk about you about this, you know, of, about this subject or I just distance myself from you because I see that there's just some red flags going on. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So I see that you, you typically, is there a reason or um, I see that you like to help women of color. Um, yeah. We have a harder time finding ourselves after a toxic breakup <coughs> or I don't think it's that we have a harder time. I feel as though we don't really talk about it. Like, I feel like we deal with these toxic relationships or we hear about 
domestic violence relationships, but we don't hear about like the the in between part of just the subtle talk with someone's being emotionally abusive mm-hmm. or someone's just kind of tearing you down and and then realizing how you know you just kind of lost yourself after it. We don't talk about like the middle part of it, and I think I noticed that black women didn't have like a safe space to be able to go to. I felt like I didn't have a space to be able to know, okay, someone that looks like me and and knows exactly what I'm talking about, like experienced it and being open and being like, yeah, I dealt with a narcissist and Mm -hmm. it sucks. I'm still having to deal with it, you know, Mm -hmm. with their father, but still, you know, being able to still show up, still be able to feel, you know, what I'm feeling because it's not, it's not easy dealing with, especially when having, you know, a, a child by them, Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. easy to be able to kind of navigate that and still function and still be able to do things. And but it's a lot of it is knowing who you are and not mm-hmm. what other people tell you you're supposed to be. That makes sense. Do yeah. you believe that that's the stigma of you know black women is crazy from men? Do you think that comes from you know being still unhealed from toxic relationships? Yes, I think it's definitely started. No, I think it's definitely from healed on toxic relationships, whether it's through parents, you know, or you gotta, and I think with this cliche saying, but it's true, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. It's really not nothing that someone's doing purposely to just hurt you or in any way. I think it's just someone who's hurt, who hasn't healed from the trauma, whether it's male, female, or someone who has issues they're not willing to address are naturally going to hurt you. That's where the brain goes to. Like, that's just, yeah. it's, it's nothing that's like purpose. Like, oh, I want to hurt this person. Intentional. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Intentional. It's just, no, this is what I know how to do. So this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's, yeah, I think, and I just wanted to be able to create uh, a space for black women to be able to be real, be like, okay, mm-hmm. this is happening, you know, and what should I do about not feeling ashamed about it? Like this, this is what happens, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes and nothing to be ashamed about. You still show up, you still have your boundaries. No, you're not aggressive. No, you're not, you know, it's, you're just right. speaking your mind, you, you know, take up space. You know, I really try to identify that with my clients is just make sure you take up space where you are make sure you stay authentic to who you are and not let people try to change you or to make you seem like something you're not or put you in this mm. box that you're not in. That you, people try to put you in, but like you're more than just this box. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Can you um, speak on your business and how you help others? Yeah, so in my business, I help others through um, through individual sessions, groups, which uh, more people love in the groups because you have that community support and we just kind of have like that intimate setting. So it's more like, it's like eight to 10 people that kind of come on mm-hmm. each each week. It's like an intensive session where you just kind of learn. So I have one that's for actually narcissistic relationships mm-hmm. uh, working through that. And I have one that's overcoming break free from codependency, which okay. is going on, you know, currently I think we're in our fourth week now of just, being able to really learn the, you know, what it is, how to get through it, the steps to be able to, to break through and not to have that unhealthy codependency. Cause we just, we do need people, but not to the point where you're your own self detriment, not to mm-hmm. the point where you're losing yourself in it. Okay. And so I do that. And I'm also, you know, have a 
journal that's coming out called, you know, Feel to Heal that helps women to be able to validate how they feel and really practice that. So it's a 90 day healing journal to be able to, for women to just understand exactly, <clears throat> really identify on what they're feeling to be able to find out exactly what they need because we don't ask ourselves what we need. And a lot right. of it is identifying what you're feeling, figuring out what you need in that moment and then following through with it, developing that self-trust. Mm. Okay. And where can we find you at? Yes, you can find me at movingbeyondyou.org, which is my website, or on Instagram at movingbeyondyou. Um, if you want, have the free seven-day free journal that starts kind of the healing process at bit.ly slash fthjournal. Mm -hmm. That kind of help with that. It's free to be able to just have that journal with you to be able to um, start really being able to identify exactly how you're feeling and start that healing process so you can be able to just feel good about yourself and being in the relationship that you have around you. Okay. I like that. So do I. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for Oh, I do have one more question. I'm sorry. Oh, you do? Oh. <laughs> um, Yes, I do. Is there anything that you want to add or anything that you want to say that, that we didn't discuss um, to help women? Um, anything on your heart that you want to talk about prior to us closing? I think a lot of it is being able to just a lot of this healing process, being able to trust yourself, trust yourself that if you get into something, you'll know that, okay, if it doesn't feel right for me, that I'm willing to get out of it. Trusting yourself to know that if you're ready to move forward, if you actually want a committed relationship, to say you want a committed relationship, not go with the go with the flow or mm -hmm. you know, situationships. Like I really want you to be able to listen to exactly what you need, not to what others, just catering to what other people needs to for you to feel okay. And so mm -hmm. that's I like that. Totally. Mm -hmm. like that. You said situationships. You see that? Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Ooh. Too many of those. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole right, topic. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha, for coming out and sharing your story. We have a question we always ask our guest speakers. What makes you uncommon? Yeah, so I think what makes me uncommon is that I can meet people where they're at. I show up fully as myself, whether you're, you know, doing something, cleaning floors, or whether you're, you know, CEO or something, I'm constantly, you're going to get me as it is. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, everyone, check out our website for our apparel. And men, check it out, too, because we do have apparel in there for men. Yes. Um, if you, yes. If you want to be a potential uh, speaker as well, if you have any topics, uh, www.uncommonwomen.net. Also subscribe on YouTube. And again, May 22nd is our first annual self-love seminar. Tickets are selling out fast. Ladies, come on, you gotta get those tickets. We're gonna have inspiring and empowering women and testimonies. Uh, tickets are $15. And when you attend, you will get a special gift bag from Uncommon Women. <laughs> And next week, we will be recording on the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Guest speaker will be sharing her business on hair extensions, helping those in need 
for medical reasons. And you know what? As always, stay uncommon. Bye. 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 <laughs>